The epistle lesson this morning is taken from Paul's second letter to Timothy. Second chapter, verses 8 through 13. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. This is the word of the Lord. This sermon is not a work of art. Ordinarily, preaching for me is an artistic, creative activity. But as I put this one together, really listening to these scriptures, I realized I'm not so sure about the artistic nature of this sermon. For what I find as I read these scriptures are very practical principles for life together as a congregation, particularly a congregation that is in pastoral transition. This is truly practical theology. Theology about the practice of our life together as an expression of Christ's body. As Ernest stated, what we hear from Jeremiah today is the beginning of a letter. Jeremiah is still in Jerusalem, but the people to whom Jeremiah writes have been marched into Babylon, and there they sit. It looks like it will be a long exile and an equally long siege in Jerusalem. And so the people in Babylon are of two minds. One says, fight, resist do everything we can to get back to Jerusalem as soon as possible. But others say, this looks like it's going to take a while, and so I think we should probably settle ourselves in. And to the first group, Jeremiah's instructions are really counterintuitive. 
to be faithful is to stay. Build houses, plant gardens, get married, have children, let your children marry, multiply. Multiply. Do not decrease. Build new generations in this in-between time and place. And even more than that, and even more difficult, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, says God. Wow. Seek the welfare of our captors because in a sense for this period of time we're all in this together and pray pray for them because in the welfare of the city is also your welfare so while we are here we're going to live we're going to increase we are going to be, in fact, not exactly citizens, but good inhabitants of this place. And we are even going to pray for the welfare of this place. Counterintuitive. And as I read these words, I have to admit that I began to think about our presbytery's interim pastor and call process. Some days you may feel as if you have been sent into exile, but I don't believe you have. And I want to lift up that praying for the welfare of this process is praying for the life of this congregation. So as Jeremiah might say to the exiles today, take a deep breath. Let's all do that. One more time. Sometimes I encounter churches who are in transition who kind of look and feel like this. But since I have Lama's training, <laughs> I want to tell you that you have to breathe your way through it. <laughs> and sometimes it's so important to take that deep cleansing breath that allows you to continue. God says it will be all right. And the words that Ernest read also continue into some fairly familiar passages, verses that we know, because this is what comes next. For surely I know the plans I have for you, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, you will find me. 
if you seek me with all your heart. Such a wonderful prophecy. So many people over the generations cling to this prophecy when times are challenging. God says, you are in transition, and you have some real work to do in the meantime. But the word to describe your future is hope. Hope. And as your Presbytery leader, I want to tell you that it will not take 70 years. So in the meantime, listen to Jeremiah. Be faithful to your ministries. Don't slow down. Don't rest on your laurels. Keep on being faithful to the God who loves you, especially in challenging times. Because even more than challenging, this is time for creativity. Psalm 66 is a psalm of praise for God's goodness to Israel. It invites us to come and see what God has done from the creation, through the exodus, and beyond. God has kept us alive and has not let our feet slip. It has not been easy. The people have been tested and tried. The psalmist sings, Yet you, God, have brought us to this spacious place. I love that word spacious. Feels like there's enough room to breathe. Take a deep breath. In, in response to God's steadfast love, the psalmist and the congregation know what to do. They praise God and they bring their offerings. And notice that the psalm is both personal as well as communal because the psalmist tells his own story. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what God has done for me. I cried aloud. I cried aloud to God, and God has ex was extolled with my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. And God has given heed to the words of my prayer. The psalmist composed this psalm to describe the ways in which God does not only walk with him, but with the whole people of Israel, the people of God. God is steadfast. God's covenant loyalty can be trusted. And as I heard these words and let them 
mull around inside me, I began to imagine what your psalm of praise may be. How will you sing of God's faithfulness to you, excuse me, <clears throat> through this time of transition? What poem or hymn will you create while you are in the midst of the meantime? And then as you reach your goal and look back and see how God has provided for you. The words of Paul to Timothy are in fact saving the best for last. Here are the words written to encourage Timothy and the people with whom he is working in a time of persecution and real hardship. He writes, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David, that covenant David. That is my gospel. Remember Jesus Christ. It is my gospel for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. No matter what your circumstances may be, the word of God is not chained. When you are in the in-between time, God's word will not be chained. That's good news and the gospel truth. As I said when I began, this sermon is not a work of art. Your life together will be the work of art as you work your way through this time of transition. You will have opportunities to be faithful in new ways. You will have opportunities to listen to this counterintuitive process of Jeremiah to breathe into and to allow your creativity to flourish, to craft your psalms of praise individually as well as collaboratively. In the meantime, in the meantime, your faith and practice become works of art pleasing to the God who loves you and will never let you go. Thanks be to God. Amen.